It's time for the Retire ASAP podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP show, where our goal is to get you free from work as soon as possible. My name is Taylor Fike, and with me I have... Oh, it's getting better. Brad, the dad, Fike. He's looking a little tan because, as you guys well know, since our last podcast, we had to record that because Brad has been down on the beaches of Florida, quarantined, of course. He has Uh not been in public, but Uh it's uh, it's been quite the transition for him back to Ohio as he goes, wait a second, where should I be quarantined, here or there? Well, I'm going to tell you, the uh, beaches were uh, thinly uh, thin, no crowd, very thin. It was 80 degrees, perfectly sunny at Siesta Key Beach in Sarasota, and uh, quarantined sitting on the beach with nobody around you and getting that fresh salt sea air was quite nice. And then we drive home last Saturday, we drove straight through, no hotelage, and um so I get up here to uh, rainstorms, fog, and now gloomy. At least it's somewhat warm, but it's not 80 and sunny. So I'm thinking maybe it wasn't so bad. I could have holed up there for the whole summer, maybe. Well, here at our office, we're all working from home. So it's not a surprise then that uh, you would rather be working from home when your back patio is open to the beach. But uh I don't know. I don't know if that's something we could afford for long term. I got to say, though, this is the first time I've been on vacation that I've worked uh, probably a half a day minimum every day. Oh, uh, and that's probably true. I mean, look at the, look at the situation out there. I think it was what probably two or three days after you left is when everything hit the fan uh, with the COVID conversations in the United States. And I think, as many of you know, there's some crazy stuff going on out there. We talked a little bit about it last week, but I mean, there is some wild and crazy market gyrations. There are some wild and crazy business closures and things of that nature where people are, at least here in Ohio, we have a stay-at-home order. So unless you're an essential business, then you can't be functioning. And there's just so many different things that are going on that probably cause a lot of confusion and panic for people out there. I know that we've had lots of conversations with clients over the last week just trying to say, hey, look, what's going on? Where do we go with this? What do we do with this? These are all questions that everyone's having. And so it's quite interesting out there. I mean, what do you see in Brad as you're getting back? But I mean, you've had lots of conversations with people. What are you seeing out there with this COVID crisis that we're having? Well, I think uh, one of the uh, things that I've done is uh, limited most of my time off of Facebook. I've done zero, and I mean zero, news television for almost two and a half weeks now i can't stand it it's just repetitive garbage from all news sources no matter what party line you follow and all it does is make you more emotional and we don't need more emotions we need more optimism out there and i think i've found news sources i've done internet looking to find my news i'm looking for optimistic non-political based information And it's out there, but you got to work for it and you got to read it. And so what I have seen is a lot of uh, high emotions going on right now, more so in Ohio than I did in Florida. And uh, Florida still hasn't done full, complete shutdown. They should. They haven't. I'm out of there now and we're quarantining so we don't spread anything if we brought anything back, although right now we're good so far. So I don't know if we have it any worse than anybody up north would have it. So, you know, you don't know who's got it, I guess. But the point is that emotions are high. Markets are highly volatile. 
And so one of the things that we're trying to do is just tell people to remain calm, I guess. And Mm -hmm. it's very hard to do. And I have a feeling that a lot of people have not looked at their accounts. And I think a lot of people are going to get their statements because the end of the first quarter is up. And in the next couple of weeks, we're going to see more emotion just from stock market volatility when people see where their accounts are at. Yeah, absolutely. That's for sure. Now, we're talking to a lot of different people. There's clients that listen to our podcast. There are um, non-clients who are just looking for some retirement information. And so just know if you're listening, this is our little disclaimer here that we are financial advisors, but on this podcast, we aren't financial advisors to you as a listener. We're giving very general information. We're trying to educate, trying to give some helpful tips and tricks when it comes to retirement planning. But what we don't want you to do is make any changes in your own retirement plan unless you seek the advice of a professional. And so while we are taking on new clients, we'd be happy to work with you. Don't listen to this podcast. Go and implement something just because we said so. Make sure you're doing your due diligence. Listen to what we're saying and then talk to a professional, whether it's us or another advisor, tax advisor, attorney, whoever it is that you need. Make sure you're getting the proper advice before you make any decisions, because especially in these times, the decisions that you make can make huge impacts on the longevity of your portfolio. And so that's actually what we're talking about today. I think the big question, and this is something that I wrote down here, the big question that everyone seems to be having is, is there a way that I can completely ruin my retirement in all this? Is this market going to ruin my retirement? Is there something that I'm going to do that's going to ruin my retirement? Is there a way where this all just goes to hell in a handbasket, where everything falls apart right in front of my face, where my retirement gets ruined? And so I'm going to toss that question up to you, Brad. Like, what is it that someone can do, or is there anything out there that's going on that can completely tank someone's retirement? Oh, absolutely. And that is panic. You know, one of the things that in some books I've read in the past is when we get to a very, very high emotional state, we are in a hot state. That's considered a hot state. And in a hot state, we make irrational decisions, decisions that should not be done because we're not thinking rationally. So the biggest thing you can do to ruin your retirement is to cash out, tell your advisor that I'm going to cash, or if you're doing your stuff on your own, go to cash. And let me tell you, that's extremely tempting for a lot of people. So that can ruin your retirement, number one. Number two is make changes to your portfolio in the middle of all this volatility. I've got several phone calls, not people in panic, but that want to make changes. And those changes have gone from, I want to buy more bonds in my portfolio, or I want to go higher risk because I know that stocks are down. And either one of those are bad moves right now. It's a hot moment, and we just need to go on about our lives and try to survive healthily through this, get the supplies we need, and let the market do what it does. Right. Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right, Brad. I read a book. It was uh, by Chip and Dan Heath. It's called Switch, and it talks about people's decision-making process and how they have habits and how they break habits and things like that. It's really interesting because all of us naturally think that we are logical people. We think that we make logical decisions, but the reality is the majority of us make emotional decisions. And they compared it to, if you go over to Asia, you can see in certain places that people can ride elephants. And so you have like this elephant rider, which is a small human on top of this giant beast. What they actually compare it to is they say, your emotions are the elephant and your logic 
is the driver. Now, if you think about that, interesting. how much control does the driver have over the elephant? Well, when things are normal and good, they have full control over it, right? Your logic is the one dominating. But in times like this, say a mouse shows up underneath that elephant, how much control does the driver have or is the elephant or your emotions making all the decisions? So it's a really interesting concept. They use that as a metaphor throughout the whole book. But I think that's the case now. People right now are caught in this emotional state of either fear or greed. Like you say, they're either saying, I need to capitalize on this and make a lot of money. Stocks are down. I need to get into them, which is not a bad idea in theory. But overall, we're not sure if stocks are down all the way. What if they go down more? What if they have more floor to drop out? Or on the other side, they say, I need to get completely out of stocks. Well, again, not the greatest idea right now with things being down. Maybe you avoid more downside, but what if the markets shoot back up and you miss the upside? There's so many different pieces of it where while we are emotional in the midst of it, those emotional decisions can really destroy a portfolio because here's the thing. When we design our client portfolios, and Brad, you can kind of attest to this, we design our client portfolios, we don't design it for a one-year period. We don't design it for a two-year period. We're designing it for a long-term period. Sometimes it's three, five, 10, 25, 35 years when we're aiming for people's retirement portfolios. So in those cases, we go, yes, the information what we have today is very important to know and have in front of us, but that doesn't mean we need to make any changes. If we've made a five-year type portfolio, if you're not retiring for five years, that means that we've known that something like this could potentially happen. We've engineered and designed your portfolio to handle risk like this. And if we had these conversations with you, you would know what kind of risk factor you're in. Then you need to be able to say, I can ride out a situation like this for the long-term and longevity of my plan. And so that's something where a lot of people need to realize that we are in this crazy hot state moment but that this won't last forever. And I think that's hard for a lot of people to realize because it's taking yourself outside of your current situation and looking a little bit beyond on the other side of the valley of what we're in right now. But it is extremely important when it comes to retirement planning. So to go along with that question, I have a couple more major questions that people are asking us as clients. And and one of them is, should I be worried about this? I know we're kind of talking about this and touching on this topic, but what do you think, Brad? Should people be worried in these moments? Well, I think we got to, we're all going to be worried. I mean, there's a certain amount of anxiety going on because there's life and death going on out there. Sure. I think your portfolio is the last thing you should worry about. If you were misadvised prior to, you got to write it out. There's not much you can do. Hopefully, your advisor did a good job. I would say, as far as worrying about money, immediate cash flow, you should have had yourself a well advised client would have cash to get them through for three to six months. So money should not necessarily be the worry. If it is, then we weren't set up before all this properly. And doing changes now isn't going to help you. So that's a consulting issue one-on-one. So I think probably as far as worry goes, there's a lot bigger things to worry about than portfolios. But we do have worry. And I think we do need to stay home. I'm Everybody and their brothers told me 5 million times to stay home, wash my hands, and don't touch my face. I don't want to be negative, but I'm really getting tired of being told what to do. I know the rules. It's like dieting. We all know the rules, right? But people don't follow the rules to lose weight. So it's the same thing here. You're always going to have an element of people that aren't going to follow the rules, and you're not going to change them by telling them 50 times. And I mean, I'm like a two-year-old. 
if you tell me not to touch my face, the first thing I'm doing is scratching my nose. Like I, <laughs> it's 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 just inside of me that I have to do what people are telling me not to do. I know my wife is always if I ever leave the house to say go to the grocery store, or, you know, whatever it is for the short period of time. The second I walk in the door, she goes, "Okay, wash your hands," and I'm like do I want to wash my hands because it's my idea or because it was her idea? And that's always the battle for me. So I totally get what you're saying. I think all of us humans are all about bucking the system sometimes. And in this case, this is one of them. But yeah, you do. There are things to be worried about, right? And that's to be naturally worried about some of the health issues. Uh, If you have a pre-existing condition or you have family members that could have some issues with it, yes, be worried about the coronavirus. But don't panic about it. Don't be living in fear. Just have a natural amount of fear that says, hey, look, I need to respect this. I need to follow the rules as much as I can just because I don't want to test this thing and see how bad it really is. But like Brad, like what you're saying is, yeah, we don't want to we don't want to make any money decisions right now. We don't need to be worried about money at this point. If if at this point, this is the best way to look at it. The best time to move your money out of the stock market was about three months ago, right? That would have been the best time to do it. Right. Unfortunately, three months ago, we were looking at the stock market going, man, this thing is in good shape. It's set to keep going up. So no one took their money out. Now, there may have been a few who were rolling the dice and guessing on that, but you go, three months ago, it sounds great. Well, that's the same thing here. We can look back three months and always have the perfect, accurate data of what we should have done. The problem is no one, financial advisor, money manager, newscaster, no one knows what the next three months are going to bring. There's no one that has the crystal ball. So how are we going to make a decision today if we're worried about our money, we're worried about situations? How are we going to make a a decision today that's going to set us up well for the future? I don't know. We can't. What we can do, though, is we can trust the process and trust the long-term plan, which has a little bit more statistical data put into it. If we trust the long-term plan that your advisor puts you in, it's very likely that you're going to come out on the other side of this in an okay position or a better position than when you started. But if we panic now and we're worried now, that could do some major damage to a portfolio. Yeah, and to be very clear on this, there's a lot of people laid off. And so cash flow into your household is a worrisome thing. And again, there's going to be a majority of people who are not poised to have the cash flow to get through three or four or five or six months. Well-coached people and ones who listen to their coach, advisors of certain whatever that advisor might be, are going to probably be fine even with layoff. But layoff is going to definitely be a cash crunch. I mean, things are going to get a little slower. The government has stepped up to offer programs there. So we do understand. Now, remember another thing, though. The financial markets are open. IRAs this year, you can pull out money out of IRAs if you're under 59 and a half and eliminate the 10% penalty. You can do it up to 100,000. I don't recommend it, but let me tell you, if you can't get to meet your needs at the end of the month, you might have to tap into that. Yes, you're going to pay tax on the money you pull out, but you're going to eliminate the 10% penalty. And hopefully you're not pulling it out and still working. If you're laid off, you're probably going to have a lower income. So you probably have room to pull some out. Be very tight about pulling money out of your IRAs because you're selling stuff at a low. And once you sell shares of whatever it is, stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, I don't care what you're in. Once you sell it at a low, those shares are gone. They're never going to come back up. So be very careful. But there is ways and means to survive this, even in that layoff position. And that's a really good point. For those of you who are listening to this going, man, I 
had a plan to retire the next five to 10 years, but then all of a sudden my job got ripped out from under me. That That's a sucky situation, I think is the best way to put it. That's the, that's the official term, yeah, I think. Is, I agree. It, it sucks. I mean, but at the same time, we can't get ourselves locked into this closet of the next two weeks, the next two months. Yes, we need to figure out how we're going to survive this, but at the same time, we're going to have a year from now a very different view of what all this is. And two years from now, life's going to be back to what a new normal might be. I mean, we're looking down the road, a few years down the road. Yes, we need to do what we need to do to survive. But like Brad's saying, don't overcommit to taking money out of your IRA because what happens if you still want to retire in 10 years and all of a sudden you ripped out as much as you could out of your IRA just because, not because you needed it, but because you had access to it. state moment. Now all of a sudden you're in a situation where you may not retire for 20 years. And that could put you in a really bad health situation or push off retirement way too far for you to even look forward to it. And so these types of things, you need to be very careful. And extreme this is, measures. Those it, are extreme measures yeah. to pulled out of there. And those types of things are something you really need an advisor for. You need to sit down and talk to somebody. And if you have a good advisor, they're probably telling you right now, don't get out of the market, don't get out of the market. But if you have a really, really good advisor, they're able to listen to you and understand, hey, what are your needs? We just talked to a client this past week who She was saying, look, I can't afford to continue doing what I'm doing. I need to pay off some debt in this. And so she had to make a withdrawal from an account where most advisors would be like, this is silly for you to do this. But in our situation, it made sense for her specifically to cut some expenses, to lower some of that debt. She had to give up some investments and that made sense for her. That doesn't make sense for everybody. And that's why you need a really good advisor who's going to listen and understand your situation. If you don't have that, you need to go find that because you don't want to be caught up making a decision on your own, not knowing whether or not this is an emotional or logical decision. You need some outside influence on those types of decisions. Agreed. And so last question here. I know we're going a little bit long on our podcast today, but last question that I want to wrap up with is this big one. Will I ever retire? I had a question from a client, got it in an email. She goes, I can't believe it. This is all craziness. Am I ever going to get to retire now? She was planning to retire here in the next few years. I think it was about three or four years from now. I don't know. That's the question. What do you think, Brad? Are people going to be able to retire? Oh, absolutely. I don't think that long-term perspective of that is going to change. I do think individually, every individual out there that's listening has a different unique situation. And if you are planning on retiring in the next six months or one year, you might have to make adjustments. Doesn't mean you aren't going to get to retire. And uh, I think in your Retire ASAP program, you address that quite regularly. And today's even as important. Yes, retirement is still on the table. They're just, you have to be flexible. You might have to make some changes, whether that's you work an extra year or you start a part-time job. Things There's all kinds of things that can be done. But in most cases, I have a client that was planning on retiring in January 1 of 2021. And after further discussion on the phone last week, we're now looking at probably about six months longer. We have the plan. Most uh most of their portfolio is pretty well protected based on knowing the next five years is going to be used for income. So we, we have a plan and it should be good. But I told them, be prepared that you might have to work an extra six months. 
So those are just the conversations you have to have, and every person's different. There, don't listen to the news people. Don't listen to all this because that's all general information. You need to specifically talk to somebody on your exact situation. You need to break your numbers down. That's huge, and you're right. In the in what we talk about in all of our retire ASAP plans is this idea of flexibility. The biggest thing is that retirement's more of an art than it is a science. There's a thousand ways to retire. Most people can kind of put it in this black and white nature of I'm either working or I'm not working. If I'm working, then I'm not retired. If I'm not working, then I am retired. And that black and white mentality is not the way to think of retirement. That maybe 40, 50 years ago, that was the only way to think of retirement when people worked 30, 35 years and got their pension for the rest of their life. Nowadays, it's different. You're required to save your own money in your 401ks and your IRAs. You're required to take care of that and manage that yourself. You're required to decide how much you can take out and how much monthly you need. Those are all decisions you have to make on your own or with an advisor. That gives you a lot of flexibility in this. It may mean that, hey, you have to go back and do some part-time work to if you want to retire at the same date, if you want to retire later this year. Or maybe it means something different. Maybe you have to take a little bit less money or push that traveling um, experience off a couple more years until the markets recover. Who knows what it is? But the reality is people will still be able to retire. It might look a little bit different, but it will still be retirement. You have to think of retirement a little bit differently than just not working. You have and to it think may of it. not look differently. And it, it may, may be the same. That's absolutely right. We have no right. idea what the future gives us. Yeah, who knows? I know there's lots of projections out there as to when the markets are going to recover, but that's just what they are, projections. No one knows for sure. It could be six months, we're back to normal life. I don't anticipate that, but it could be. Or it could be six years for things to recover. I don't know. More than likely, though, we're looking at a couple of years down the road and things will be back to normal for the majority of us. Now, there's going to be some things that change, and I don't want to act like this isn't a major deal, but when we're looking out on the other side of this, we are still going to have people who are making money, working in jobs, maybe a different job than what you were working yesterday, but working in jobs, saving for retirement, and eventually retiring. That's going to be the normal. I mean, it's going to look slightly different, but it's going to be the normal still. And keep in mind to just dress the markets optimistically, we're having good volatility right now. Okay. So you may say, oh, how can you say that's good volatility? My account's down 20%, 30%, 40%, whatever the risk levels you're in. That's good volatility. You know why? Because volatility, there's good volatility and bad volatility, but all volatility is good. That's what makes the markets do what they do. If it didn't ever go down and it didn't ever race up, then you'd be sitting in a bank account making a half a percent or a quarter percent or a tenth of a percent, which people are doing right now. So this is good volatility because it is opportunity for people to rebalance accounts and buy stocks on sale. And those are conversations that you need to have with your advisor. We will be having those conversations probably this month with our clients. But those are things that you have to look at the positive of this. The market has to blink every once in a while. It has to. That's what makes the market good. And if you look at it historically for the last 100 years, this has happened numerous, numerous times. Not always the same, 
Never the same reason, but it has blinked many, many times, and it's survived and come back. It is a great wealth-producing tool. You just got to be able to ride through these storms. So um, I think there's some great optimism ahead, and I think the valley ahead, I think you're right when you say a couple years down the road. That doesn't mean that nothing's going to come back for two years. I just think that you got to focus on that two years. What say you on that area? No, absolutely. I think it's huge. This is the long-term game, and this is one of those tests. And, you know, I'm 27, so I'm a kid in this business. And I wasn't around working in the business in 2008. I was in high school, so I remember a lot of the news media and a lot of the people panicking, a lot of my friends' parents who lost their jobs but I wasn't around in the investment business, but here's what I know. I know that it was terrible in 2008. I know that there was a lot of stuff going on, but I also know that if we look back in the charts and if we look at a 20 or 30 or 40 year period in the markets, 2008, it just looks like a little dip in the market and then right back up to a higher position three or four years later. I'm not saying that's going to be the situation now. I don't know what the future is, but I'm willing to bet on the longevity of the markets, corporations, I don't think they're going to all go out of business. And as long as you're in a diversified portfolio, you're in a portfolio that's set up for your risk factor, there is no reason not to have hope that over the next couple years, you're going to be back to a normal situation. Now, again, I don't know. I don't know what the future brings. I don't have a crystal ball. But at the same time, I know what history has shown us in the past, and I'm willing to bet on that to continue in the future. And so, Really, the biggest thing here, what you all need to think about is that, yes, there are things to be worried about. Most of them are health concerns, but they're most likely not money concerns with your portfolio. They may be money concerns with your job, but they shouldn't be money concerns with your portfolio. We need to be looking to 2022 and 2023 and even 2025. I mean, if we're going to be looking at that situation, things are going to be looking a lot more positive. Agreed. Yeah. And I uh, I flashed back today about 73 and 74. We had the oil embargo issue and I was 16 years old. So, you know, you go, oh, what do you know at 16? Well, I can tell you what I know. When you're 16 years old in the 70s, you wanted to cruise in your car. And there was an oil Wait, embargo going on. You what's, couldn't... What? What's cruising? Oh, that means you cruise up and down the city streets and back roads and wherever you... I mean, it was just cruising and listening to tunes, okay? I won't go any deeper than that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was it, right? Just listening to music and driving. But you couldn't get gas, okay? So there was gas stations that you would pull in, there'd be cones in front of the gas pumps. And you're like, crap, I need just three gallons of gas i mean i'm 16 years old i don't need a lot of gas to drive around but back then you know three gallons of gas you know i just need three or four gallons you couldn't find it some days Hmm. people were sold out of gas we have the complete opposite right now right we have more fuel and oil than we know what to do with and the prices are plummeting because of that so there's another reason that or another thing that i sit back and i go one of my childhood experiences was it was doom and gloom at least to a high school kid, sure. I couldn't get gas. Right. Now, there was financial issues going on at the same time. Markets weren't doing well. But it wasn't long after that. And then through some of the off and on through the 70s, we did have problems getting fuel, gasoline to gas stations. But once that got ironed out with agreements with the OPEX and all this stuff going on, things worked out. But the markets continued to climb and they continued to climb and things got better. So that's just one experience of one of them that I've been through. And I've been through several since then, but especially as an advisor. So the light is look 
couple years down the road. Don't focus on today. Right. And I think here's what you need to think about. The night is going to get darker before morning. I don't think all this stuff is over. I think there's a lot of things going on that we are just at the beginning of in this type of, whether it's a market recession or market bear market or whatever we want to call this, we're just at the beginning of this. It's going to get a little bit darker. But at the same time, I really truly believe that we're going to make it out of this and we're going to make it out better than when we started. We just have to be patient. We have to stay the course and we have to be honest with ourselves and looking and saying, look, we need to have a long-term plan. We cannot be focusing on the next two weeks, the next two months, the next year. We need to be focusing on long-term plans, three, five, eight, 10, 50 years, those types of plans. Yes. And you know, one of the things I try to focus on is that America is extremely creative and we have ingenuity. We have companies that are working hard to fight this virus. No matter how much the news media, this is why I don't listen to it. They beat you down. They did. Oh, I think they're so bad. Why haven't, why didn't we do this three weeks earlier? Quit looking at the hindsight, quit focusing on the negative. This country is resilient. It always has been when it gets back to the corner and corporations are what drive the market. The corporations have the creativity. They have the means to find new things. I am extremely optimistic that within some period of time that we're going to figure all this out and things are going to get very, very bright again. I agree. So to wrap that up, things are going to get better. Now, I just want to end this podcast. Oh, oh gosh. Brad hasn't been doing his yoga lately. Well, after I said that, I thought I better stretch my legs, and now my knee hurts. What should I do? Yeah, he's he's been on vacation for too long. Didn't do his yoga on the beach like he said he was no, going to. Man, this is just bad news. But anyway, guys, thanks for joining us today. It was a it was a good conversation. Continue having this conversation with us, Brad and I. We'd be happy to answer any emails you have. Brad's email is brad at fikeadvisors.com. My email is taylor at fikeadvisors.com. If you're looking to schedule an appointment or a phone call with us, you can go to our website, www.fikeadvisors.com. There's a schedule now button in the top right corner. If you click that, you can schedule a free appointment with either one of us to talk on the phone. It's a great way to get some of your questions answered. We don't charge you anything for it. We're just looking to see if we can help you out. If there is business to be done later, we can do that. But for the meantime, we're just trying to answer questions. I know you're worried. I know you have anxiety. But just know, things will get better. Hey, should I show you my... Have you seen my tan lines? Oh, no. All right, guys. We got to go before things get weird. Oh, come on. Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.